0: And teach you how to experience God's best in every area of your life.
1: Evidently, Paul had to be speaking about receiving healing because he received his, he received, he received the faith to be healed. He received faith to be healed. Now, as You look at this. He had never heard Paul speak. He had never heard Paul speak. Turn my phone completely off. Just just completely turn it off. (laughs) He heard Paul speak. Faith came in his heart. Now I want you to notice something else. Paul said that he realized that he had faith to be healed but he wasn't healed Paul told him to stand on his feet he still wasn't healed he wasn't healed until he put action to his faith it says that he jumped and began to walk He jumped up and began to walk. Now being healed uh, was one thing, but actually it was a miracle really because the man had never walked in his life. And yet it said he was leaping and walking. I've never seen a baby jump up and start leaping and walking. I've seen them toddle around, fall and crawl and get back up and fall again it said he jumped up immediately he was running and walking okay faith right he heard Paul speak Paul had to be speaking about healing or he wouldn't have had faith for healing see whatever you need faith for is what you go and study the Word on. If you need faith for protection, you study about that. If you need faith for finances, you study about that. If you need faith for healing, you study about that. My dad said people make mistakes sometimes. They just say, Oh, Lord, help me. And he said, If you want to have faith for something, if it's specific, get specific, go find it in the Word of God and then put your faith on it. Okay? Now, Oh, I don't know. I'm about to have been nine, 10, I don't know, 11 years old, and something like this, Mike. He's preaching down in East Texas, one of them small churches. Everybody thinks that he started out preaching in big crowds. He didn't. We preached in small churches. This church, we probably, it might have been 200, 300 there that night. I don't know. Maybe not, maybe 150. I don't know how many was there. Anyway, it wasn't a big crowd after he got through preaching, he said, everybody, or anybody, really, he said, that has trouble walking, come down here. Well, in those days, we had altars in the church. Anybody remember when they used to have altar? They called them altar benches. Anybody remember that? Oh, a few of you, okay. Now, here they come hobbling down the aisle people helping them down the aisle and they come down here and here's the first one and the second one got there and the third one the fourth one and he was a man and i don't know i i had heard later i think he was in a fire but he was down like this and this he just did this and he got down there he sat down and then the fifth one got there another one got there another one got there until finally, there's ten people sitting there, they' all sitting on the altar. and so now, Dad, he comes down off a platform, he goes to the first person, and he says, "Run in Jesus' name." The person jumped up and started hobbling off down the aisle, but when they came back around, they were running same to the next person next person and then he got to this man this man he told this man to jump up and run and you never seen a man scoot so fast in all of your life he started down that aisle he come back up at the other aisle he's running full tip they went all the way down the line he went to the fifth one the sixth one the seventh one eighth one And he told them to run. And they all jumped up and started running. They didn't question it. They just jumped up and started running. He had preached on healing. He had preached on faith. He had preached on believing God for your healing. Nine of them. He got to this one last lady. She's a rather large lady. And she had got down there by by herself. And i had taken her a little bit. And uh, he said to her, run, in Jesus' name. And I'm not trying to be mean or anything, but I'm going to do it exactly the way she did it. This is exactly what she did. My God, preacher, I can't even walk, much less run. Exactly what she did. And dad said to her, lady, you saw all these other people. Some of them, they had to be helped down here. You got down here on your own. I saw you. And they all, they couldn't, they couldn't run either, but they started out. And when they came back, they're running. Well, I can't and I won't. (laughs) What can you do? She left the way she came. But I want you to notice the others believed and acted. The others believed and acted. Gotta get this thing back on. Where I can get to my scriptures, <laughs> I thought I thought I had it said. I guess I don't. Don't. Let me go get it. While I'm turning here, y'all can while I'm looking at this, y'all can turn to Mark 5. Turn to Mark 5. And we're gonna read from Mark 5. Mark 5. 25 okay Mark 5:25. I see people t- turning I see people looking forward on their phones on my phone it started ringing over there a while ago uh, y'all didn't hear it but I knew it was ringing and uh, uh, I got I don't know how many different translations that I have because you can go to them of course I got the Right here I got my hard copy right here and I got I don't know how many translations on this iPad here see I may be 82 but I'm I've, I've come into the new generation <laughs> other night they they used to kid me because in my office i still had an eight track i still had an eight lp album player i had a cassette player had a cd player i had it all man (laughs) now i don't have mp3s yet but but i do have on i do have on this ipad and on my phone i've got i got certain music that i like to listen to and to worship by and uh I listen when I'm getting ready for tonight for healing. There's some songs that I listen to as I'm preparing myself and meditating. And, <laughs> but you know, you, you got to learn it. So I, I, I my, my son told me, he said, Dan, it's easier if you just go read it from your iPad." I said, "Okay, son, I'll I'll start doing that." And so that's I've started doing it. You know, just to please him. <laughs> Now, he's watching. (laughs) He probably is. Hi, Craig. (laughs) Now, everybody's found it, okay? You got it on your. You got it? Now, I'm going to read it from the New King James. You may want to read it from whatever translation you happen to have there. Now, a certain woman had a flow of blood for 12 years and had suffered many things of many physicians. She had spent all that she had and was no better, but grew worse. When she heard about Jesus, she came behind him in the crowd and touched his garment. For she said, if I only touch his clothes, I shall be whole. Immediately the fountain of her blood was dried up and she felt in her body that she was healed of the affliction. Jesus, immediately knowing in himself that power had gone out of him, Turned him around in the crowd and said, Who touched my clothes? The disciples said to him, You see this multitude thronging you, and you say, Who touched me? And he looked around to see her who had done this thing. But the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell down before him and told him the whole truth, the story I just read to you. And he said to her, I just want you to pay attention to this. Daughter, your faith has made you Well, Go in peace and be healed of your affliction. I want you to notice some things about this story. She had been sick for 12 years with a flow of blood. And she had been to many physicians. Probably what people do in, the day, in this day and age right now. If they get a bad report, they go, they may go to Mayo Clinic. They may go to the Houston, to the clinic, to the cancer research down there. They may go to this university hospital, this one and the other one, trying to get a different story. Evidently, that's what she was done because said she went to many physicians. It says she spent all that she had. Why even put in there that she spent all she had if she didn't have a lot to spend in the first place? Now, I don't know, the Bible doesn't say that, but that's my interpretation of it, that she had spent a lot of money. And now, she's destitute. She's sitting, the Bible didn't tell us where she is, I just imagine she's sitting in her house. I don't know, the Bible didn't say, but this is what I imagined anyway. It's dark in that house. Because with every beat of her heart, she doesn't know if it'll be the last or not. With every breath, she doesn't know if it'll be the last or not. And it says that she heard of Jesus. Amen. She heard. The man heard Paul speak. She heard of jesus i don't know what you heard the bible doesn't tell us but she had to hear what peter preached in acts 10 38 how god anointed jesus of nazareth with the holy ghost of power went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil she had to hear that this jesus was going about healing people or she would have never said if i can touch his clothes i'll be well I mean, nobody would say that unless she heard that he was healing. Why she said if she could touch his clothes, I don't know. But that's what she said. And it says that when she got there, she found Jesus. I don't know where he was. I don't know where she was the Bible doesn't tell us but there's two things that I do know that she wasn't he wasn't right out of close to where she was at or she wouldn't have said if I when I can touch his clothes I'll be well also she had to find Jesus secondly when she did find him there's a crowd the Bible even says that his disciples said look at this crowd around you so that means there was a huge crowd around him thronging that that's more than 12 people that's more throng is more than 100 people right A throng, if, if somebody tells you that's a throng of people uh, you think of a huge number right yeah. if somebody says there's a throng of people I immediately think a thousand or more that's me I don't know what you think, but that's the way I think anyway. I think big. Everybody should think big according to the word of God. Believe, think big, believe big. Amen. Amen. (laughs) And so, but now she gets there and she has a real problem because she is not supposed to be out in general public because she's living under the Levitical law. You can go read about it in in the book of Leviticus. Anybody that had a blood condition was not supposed to be out where anybody was and if anybody got close to them they were supposed to call out out, unclean. Now does she defy her religion? But she said if I can touch his clothes. I don't know about you, but I can almost see her fighting her way through that crowd. You ever had to fight your way through a a group of people to get up to get to something? I have a lot of times. (laughs) When the kids were, what, younger, we'd be out on the road traveling, crusades and stuff. We'd have a week in between and we'd be like maybe we we down in Florida one time, I remember that I said, Okay kids, we're gonna go we got we got we only got one day and we can go to we can go to Disney World. Now this was back Craig's what, fifty two now and this was back when he was about nine, I guess. And uh, so ten, maybe ten, Denise was six and I said, We only got one day. And they said, "Well, we want to see everything. I said, we will see everything. If you'll do if you'll do and stay with, do with, do what I tell you and stay with me, we'll see it. And so we got inside the park. I told Craig, I said, okay, Craig, you grab a hold of my waistband. Denise, you grab a hold of Bubby. And Lynette's going uh, mom will be behind. And I said, we're going through the crowd. I said, you got to stay with me because we're going through the crowd. I played football, I know how to run interference. <laughs> We went through that crowd. <laughs> but I can just see her going through that crowd, wiggling, pushing, getting through the crowd. When somebody really believes something, they'll go after it. Amen. They won't let anything deter them to keep them from getting. It. I don't care what it is. Amen. And the Bible says in one of the Gospels, she touched the hem of his garment. Anybody that has a blood condition. If you know this, just from just from high school science. The your strength is in the blood. Your energy is in your blood. If you got, you know anybody's got a blood disease, you 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 know that they get they get weak really quickly. Anybody know that? I got any medical people in here? That not That's that's the tr- that's the truth, isn't it? Maybe she reached out to touch him and fell or somebody bumped into her and she is so weak she fell. But she touched his clothes and Jesus stopped. He always stops at the touch of faith. He said, power went out of me. The disciples said, what are you talking about? Look at this bunch. You know, people might've reached out and touched him on purpose. Some people might have touched him accidentally. But at this touch, he said, power went out of him. I want you to notice, when she heard, she said, and then she went, put action, and touched his garment, he said, power went out of him. But when he told her, he said, Daughter, he didn't say, My power healed you. He said, Your faith, your faith made you whole. Now, the power had something to do with it. Let's go to Luke, Luke chapter 5, verse 17. Now it happened on a certain day as he was teaching that there were Pharisees and the teachers of the law sitting by who had come out of every town of Galilee, Galilee, Judea, and Jerusalem. Here, get this. And the power of the Lord was present to heal them. Then behold, men brought on a bed a man who was paralyzed whom they sought to bring in and lay before him. The house was so full they couldn't get in. And when they couldn't find how they might bring him in because of the crowd, they went up on the housetop and let him down through the tiling in the midst of Jesus. Now you see, their roofs at that time was not a pitched roof like we had. It's flat. In fact, during that time, they sometimes the people would use the housetop they would eat on the housetop sometimes they'd just sit up there in the cool evening, sometimes they could eat up there. If you remember, Peter was praying on the housetop whenever he got the vision to go down to Cornelius' household so they and it they had these tiles and they lifted them out, but I'm sure that they didn't have arms long enough to reach down there so'cause it so they they had to be had to be at least four guys it just says men i always pictured four but it says men because i figured they had to let him down and there might be one one guy on each because he was on some kind of a cot and there they were and when he look at verse 20 when he saw their faith he said, Man, your sins be forgiven. He did this on purpose. You can read about it because he was trying to teach these scribes and Pharisees a lesson, which he did. But then he said in verse 24, But then you must know that the Son of Man hath power to forgive sins. He said to the man who was paralyzed, I say to you, arise, take up your bed, and go to your house. Immediately he went up, glorifying find God. Now, I want you to notice here, he said when he saw their faith, the power of the Lord was present to heal them. The power of the Lord is present to heal anywhere. It's up to you to activate it. What activates the, 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 the healing power? Faith. Faith. He told the man, rise up, be healed. But I want you to notice, he didn't say anything about the power. But it said the power of the Lord was present to heal him. But he said when he, when he saw their faith. Now I want us to go to Luke 10, 46. Luke 10, I mean, Mark 10, 46. Excuse me, Mark 10, 46. Mark ten forty six. Mark 10, 46. Okay. Now they came to Jericho and as they went out of Jericho his disciples and a great multitude blind Bartimaeus the son of Timaeus sat by the roadside begging and when he heard it was Jesus of Nazareth when he heard it was Jesus of Nazareth he cried out saying son of David have mercy on me then they warned him to be quiet but he cried out all the more son of David have mercy on me now that one cry would be just like if I hollered at Esther back there. It's called controlling the sound. And, hey! This second cry, according to what I've been able—I'm no—I'm no Greek scholar. Don't claim to be, but I can't read. And what I've studied, in it, this second call was like a drowning person screaming at the top of their voice, and they told him to be quiet. Now I'm I'm. I'm originally born and raised in Texas, and I know how we handle things down here. They, if it had been down here, they'd have told him, shut up, you old blind beggar. <laughs> Am I right? Is that the way Texans would have done it? Let me see your hand if you're a Texan, if that's the way. Yeah, we, we sort of different, aren't we? <laughs> Even I may live in Oklahoma, but I'm still a Texan. <laughs> but, uh, and so Jesus stood still or stopped. He said, "Bring him to me." And the people that was telling him now to shut up said, "He's calling you." Now some people wonder why they would tell him to be quiet. Well, it's a it was a it's a known fact that in those days when a rabbi or teacher would be traveling, going on a pilgrimage they were probably going to jerusalem anyway that they would teach as they walked along the people that were going on the pilgrimage would go along with them when they go into a city others that would gather around and walk through the city and listen to them and walk outside the city and those that and some of them that were going to go there so they would join the group that's probably the reason they told him to be quiet i don't know i'm just taking that from from historical stuff but I, I would say that was why they would tell him to be quiet. I don't think they have any other reason telling him to be quiet. And so I told him, and in the 50, it says, throwing aside his garment. It said that he threw his garment aside. Now, that's very important. And he came to Jesus, and he said, what do you want me to do for him? He told him he wanted to see and he said go your way your faith has made you whole every one of these incidents there's faith and action faith and action you say well where was his action that coat that outer garment that he wore that outer garment that he wore said I'm a blind beggar I'm worthless to to society and he said I'm not going to need this no more Why would he have called out to Jesus? It says when he heard it was Jesus, if he hadn't heard that everywhere he went, he was doing good and healing all. If he didn't expect to get healed, he would have never left that garment laying there. Because he would have thought, well, I better not leave it. No, he he left it. He said, no more am I going to identify with that coat because I'm not going to be blind and I'm not going to have to buy a bag anymore because Jesus is the healer it seems that there was faith and action go over here to this keyboard here I can see that it's plugged into power right there And there's all kinds of red lights on, a little screen here, it's on, it says Live One on it and so forth. And there's a red light, there's some green lights, there's some green lights, there's some red lights, there's another, there's a bunch of red lights. (laughs) All these lights are on, it's still plugged in. There's no sound. Oh, there's one switch. Even though there's power here, until that switch is activated, nothing happens. That's the same way it is with the healing power and faith. The healing power is available, it's ready. God is ready through the stripes of Jesus that he took on his back. He's ready to heal you. But it's up to you to put faith, to activate that power. Just like the power was there, but I couldn't get any sound until I turned that knob and it activated that. I got this transmitter right here. Well, I flip that little button right there that activates that power to cause it to be transmit the sound. You see, that's what faith does. It activates that healing power through your body to receive what it is that you need.
0: Thank you for listening to this life-changing message. To partner with us and to help us reach more people with the good news of the gospel, visit our website at faithchristiancenter.com. Your financial support is enabling us to reach more people than ever before. If you have never accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, pray this simple prayer. Lord Jesus, I repent of my sins. Come into my heart. I make you my Lord and Savior. If you prayed that simple prayer, you are born again and today is a new beginning. We would like to send you a copy of Dr. Jean Lingerfeld's book, God's Very Own Child. To receive your free copy, call the church office at 817-561-3400 or send an email to info at Remember to put God first in every area of your life because he loves you and has a wonderful plan for you. And don't forget, we walk by faith, not by sight.